0: How to manifest your dream partner. Everyone wants to know how to find the one. First off, I don't think there is just one person in a lifetime we're meant to be with. I believe there are several ones and depending on what we have to learn from them and how willing we are to grow at any given time in our lives, we meet people who stimulate and challenge us and then may or may not be around for the long haul. So let's presume there are several the ones out there waiting for us. How do we find them? How do we draw them into Into our lives and our hearts and our beds? How do we find the people who will be most suited to us, who will match us, and also help us reach our next stages of evolution? Again, there's a presumption that we want all those things, especially the growth part, because honestly, most relationships are not committed to growth and evolution. They are committed to stagnation. And so most people are attracting partners into their lives by default, meaning whatever unconscious programming and habits and even trauma that's operating in their energy fields, that is the signal that is being broadcast and drawing in someone who is on a similar vibration. You know how people often repeat the same type of partners and patterns and behavior in relationships. A woman might have a penchant for alcoholics and be a caretaker or a man might keep meeting a woman with financial problems (laughs) or who, quote, cheats on him. I don't ever like that word, let's say, steps out on him. So that is the unconscious at work, magnetizing based on your current state of consciousness. So you'll hear me talk a lot about the concept of clearing our blocks. And I also call this demon hunting. When we consciously set out to examine our dark sides or our shadow, our unresolved wounds from the past, and to look at these patterns and commit to changing them. And when we do, we up-level ourselves. We release the default defense mechanisms that we have taken on over the years that we've done to survive, that we keep stuffing down the things that we don't want to look at. We clear our slates. We pare down to reveal our essence before we took on conditioning and programming and trauma, and then we amplify that. We embody and practice living in alignment with the truth of who we are and the highest versions of ourselves, and then we attract from that place. We put ourselves out into the world, heart first, truth first, and the world brings back to us the people and opportunities who reflect our inner nature and highest selves. The shortcut to finding and inhabiting your true self is by connecting to your sexual energy. Think about it. Your sexual energy is the genetic blueprint for who you are. The more you inhabit it, the more you embody your authentic self. You start to effortlessly, add and subtract things and people from your life and your words, your choices and actions are more in alignment with your truth. When people are serious about drawing in new love, I encourage them to embark on a rigorous self-pleasure practice to explore all the ways that they can amplify their feminine and masculine energies and to clear any blockages that they might have to fully owning and expressing themselves as sexual beings. As you clear out your old baggage and interferences that make it harder for people and the right people to find and really see you, the signal you broadcast becomes super clear and you magnetize in your vibrational match. And then you meet people at the supermarket, in an elevator, at your gym, and walking down the street. The only thing you need to do is get yourself out into the flow of life to immerse yourself in the things that you love doing, and you'll find and attract that person who is a perfect match for you. It'll be easy for you to find each other because you are wearing your innate, well-fucked energy, which is the most attractive thing that you can put on when you go out the door. You show up as you with clarity and confidence and openness. I have countless stories from women and men who began their self-pleasuring practice. practice in the Anami style, meditate, masturbate, create, which Is a more conscious style of self pleasuring, or women using their jade egg for one night and then they go out the next day in sweats, no makeup, not looking for anyone or anything. And guys, and sometimes women, come up to them at the gas pump or run across the street to ask them for their number. That energy is so palpable that people are drawn to it like moths to the flame. In today's all-star interview, I'm talking to Freya. She took the Well-Fucked Woman salon a couple years back, and she has had radical transformations going from being sexually numb to ejaculating all over the place. I interviewed her earlier this year, actually, on her experiences with squirting, which you can find in the episode called Nine Steps to Make You a Squirting Master. I wanted to bring her back on to share on other aspects of her transformation. Including finding her voice as a poet, and how she attracted a beautifully matched life partner. And she has an incredible story that begins with one of her epic poems. Well, fucked oh stars.
1: You'll catch my third eye. I'll ovulate so hard, I have to change my pants. I'll have cedar boughs for hair, you'll be made of oak bellies and restored antiques. On our first date, you'll pack 20 liters of kombucha, ask the earth if she is indeed flat and feed me grapes, ground beef and God. I'll say, my vagina comes with a disclaimer. Have you read the fine print devotion or death? You'll crack up and pack your bags for a 10 day pussy pilgrimage, nestle your head in Magdalene's portal and linger to inhale holy notes of ocean, bacon and fireweed honey. Your body will reach past my cervix to show me the universe. I'll be your first filling meal in 10,000 years. You'll be my favorite wool sweater on a chilly fall morning. We'll have our own spines always. You'll come home with a moose strap to your longboat back and a fistful of goldenrod and bloom. I'll be waiting with a glass full of still warm raw cream and no underwear. You'll grab my ass every day until we die. You'll ask me to color outside the lines for you. I'll trade my blood for paint. Your leather hands will soften every tension I didn't know had taken refuge in my tissues. You'll have arms that invite me bigger with every embrace. You'll bleed joy out of your eyes without a single ask of the outside world. I'll try so hard to be angry, to throw my bricks against your body, and you'll say, my love, bring it all. Let me be the belt santer to your hard corners. You'll be the trickster to my truculence. I won't have to ask if you love me. We'll embrace every night weighted down with blankets woven from birds, skeletons and rainbow ends, a mountain valley and his Amazon River. We'll laugh so hard they threaten to send us to the insane asylum. You won't sweep me off my feet. You'll simply get on one knee, take off my plastic shoes and patiently teach me how to fox walk through the forest until the birds begin to call us by our first names. Our love will be a cell by cell nervous system reset. No big bang necessary, just the universe making sense of itself. We'll both arrive with our own trusted counsels to hold us through it all. There will be a home, you'll build it. Our bovine kin will always let down more milk for me, but the pigs will like you the most. Children, perhaps. Time, we will give each other time and truth. I'll never wonder if you have the courage to stand beside me when the world asks the hardest of questions. My love, what will you need from me?
0: Freya, all right. That <laughs> is such an epic poem for the ages. Tell us about it.
1: Yeah, so uh, the story kind of begins quite a few months before I actually wrote that poem. Um, I was like, I just came out of a breakup that was like pretty gutting to me. and. Um, and I was yeah I was just coming out of that heartbreak and um, had this real like emergence like very unexpectedly of of poetry and um, and just this like flood basically of like creative expression and I was just like having so much fun <laughs> um, with this new um, like, uh, form of expression for me, I guess. And, and I really just wasn't looking for a relationship. Like it wasn't in my, in my minds. but in the last week of November, I just had this really odd experience where like every time I would kind of just like slow down or like be sitting at a traffic light or, you know, just kind of having a still moment. I, I could just like feel, His presence, and I kept having the thought like he's here, and I I could really feel him. And the thought was like, "There's nothing for you to do; like you're you're going to meet. It's all." It was like this very, very calming feeling, and really weird. Like I don't—that's non-experience for me. Um, And I remember kind of like that week sharing it um, with with a friend of mine, and it was such a beautiful conversation. It really had this like almost psychedelic like energy to it. And she read me this um, old journal post of hers that she had written before she met her partner. And it just really spoke to how I was feeling. And one of the lines I remember was um, like, "He's, he's, uh, he's waiting but not standing still. And that's kind of really like how I felt that we were both just like coming towards each other but like not not quite yet. And then um, the very next morning, I like wrote this, this poem about, about this man that wasn't, which isn't the poem that I just read you, a different one. Um, And one of my, uh, my COVID poems had like kind of gone a bit viral on Instagram. And uh, a man had reached out to me um, who I'd actually taken a course with, which is like the only reason that I yeah, responded to it because I get a, I got a lot of, uh, as I'm sure you do, weird messages on Instagram. But I, I responded and we ended up. Hi
0: dear, hi huh? hi dear, yeah. hi hi <laughs> hi yes yeah delete yeah. block
1: yeah there is there is a lot of that or asking for my OnlyFans account. I get that. <laughs> I joke a lot that I would have like such a good side hustle of an OnlyFans account, but it's just it's against my my ethical values. But mm. what can you do? <laughs> um So, anyways, I connected with this man, and um, it was just like it was so serendipitous, and um, and we really connected on all of these in all of these different ways, and it was really fun. And so we like right away we you know we were Facetiming, and I think. Um, by like the second time we talk because he lived in a different country and I was like, I don't I don't do like a long distance anything. So would, if you want to vaguely give us a try, like you have to come here, basically. I was like, you can come. Otherwise, like I don't really want to talk. Um, and this was like peak COVID times, you know, and we were obviously both unvaccinated and um, he was like, okay. <laughs> and so this sort of like sparked this whole um, very fun sort of bizarre like month and a half where he like sold his boat and rented out his um, house and bought this like stunning van and um, we were like getting to know each other and just like again and again all these really like serendipitous things were happening so I was like okay <laughs> I guess I'm just trusting this bizarre ridiculous thing like this man who I've never actually met is gonna like get into the country somehow, uh, while we're, neither of us are actually allowed to travel. And um, yeah, it really sparked um, this really like in going internal for to do like this epic demon hunting journey, as you say, because I was like, okay, if he's coming all the way here, like I need to match that. And I knew that there were- To get my house um, in order yeah yeah, and i and i really like i knew that there were these um lingering pieces from past lovers and past relationships um that i i had to release somehow if i was going to like move into another relationship and in integrity and so and i and i think i had a real shift in how i was relating to that at the time like i think before for many many years i was like well All of this, like all of this kind of, you know, um, not being committed and like being half in and like you know that kind of stuff. I was like, these are their demons. Like these aren't mine. Like that's that's for them to go off and deal with. And then I just had like this, wow, like really I could see so clearly all of a sudden my responsibility in it and my own. Demons and the ways that I was participating, and that these games took two to play, you know, and that I was kind of getting a lot, a lot out of this, like super high, and then the the come down, and the um, and like and not being fully met, and I was just like, I'm not doing this anymore. And also, I had just found this amazing like port key or something in poetry where I could like access parts of myself that I, I, I can't with like normal words or like normal reflection and self-inquiry. Um, there's just something about writing in this way that allowed me to be like brutally honest <laughs> about what was going on inside of me and to like, to make it bigger, I think, you know, to, to, to see it clearly. And so I kind of had a bit of like a um, poetry exorcism. <laughs> like I was just, writing like all these poems um about you know different um men in my life and you know some of them i've shared publicly and some of them i have only shared with them and um it i was like oh my god these things that I, i i just imagined i was gonna carry this stuff around forever like all of a sudden like i i was gone and there was just this beautiful like grief but also the joy like being released from these things finally um and And so that all happened through poetry for you yeah it was all through poetry and actually I think it might be um sweet to read to read one of them yeah um this one uh was sort of me like processing this this relationship that had gone on for for so um for so long and there was always kind of this feeling of like well, you know, maybe not, 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 now's not the time, but like when we're 80, we're going to get together, you know, and kind of just like that always like lingering when I was in other relationships. And so I just, one night, like, just like birth this out of me. And it's, and it's so funny. I find like the way that the writing happens for me a lot of times, like I've been wrestling with this for years and years. And then all of a sudden it's like one hour and it's just like Wow. It's finally just released you know Time. so
0: mm-hmm.
1: yeah okay hmm. i'll be an old hag and you'll be at the door naked i'll burst into flames or dust or one million broken winged butterflies i'll open my mouth to tell you to fuck off and find your tongue already reaching past mine i'll kick out my 500 year old husband and howl hail marys as i crawl inside you i'll reincarnate as teenage freya masturbating in the, sh- in the spare bedroom shower while I thumb your initials into the glass. I'll go down on you, God on God. I'll let you tattoo my vagina. I'll wear my nice underwear, the ones without holes. I'll ask if your mother died peacefully. I'll tell you that your father really was proud. I'll check the time on your phone as an excuse to see your screensaver. Hello, grandchildren. I'll wait for you to tell me what her name was. I'll have a heart attack the moment we finally fuck. You'll perform cardiac bypass surgery without anesthesia and we'll keep going. I'll let the devil touch my third eye. I'll never ask God for anything ever again. I'll open the book I published with your name on the cover and recite 300 poems without taking a breath. I'll cook you something my mom used to make. We'll talk about her. I'll ask if you know what blank's doing. I'll decide if gray hair suits you. I'll laugh because the apocalypse didn't happen and the grooves you left on my body are still there. I'll cry from my vagina. I'll put a no trespassing sign at the gate by a three-legged guard dog and will never leave the bedroom again. I'll reach under my dress to see if my pussy remembers you after all these years and accidentally drown in the ocean she named blank. I'll sit on your lap and write a novel about your life. I'll demand you explain how much you love me in the form of an interpretive dance. I'll put a salve on that scab you still have from the last time I saw you. I'll scream the right name in bed for once. I'll gouge my eyes out so you can finally see yourself through them. I'll show you every place another man has touched me. I'll make love to you 666 times and then we'll die Shinju style and become rainbow bodies so they can never find us. I'll make you come so hard you invent a time machine and arrive at my door 60 years earlier. Don't bring flowers.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so So beautiful. You're such a wonderful (laughs) poet.
1: Thank you, thank you. And uh, yeah, that was like, it felt like taking a shit that had like needed to come out for like (laughs) 10 years, you know? It was just like, oh God, thank you that this is like no longer, like inside of me and it's just been released and so yeah I share that because I think it was it was so important so all this was going on um kind of this like getting on my on my knees with a toothbrush and just like cleaning out my insides you know and seeing all the ways that I was participating in creating these relationships that were like beautiful but but not all in and um yeah, I'd I'd really got to this place where I was like, I am only accepting a full yes, (laughs) you know, like Jesus, Mary Magdalene kind of like all in, I was all I was here for. And I wasn't just like saying it, you know, I really had like gone inside and, and matched my internal state with that statement. And, um, yeah, so then this, this man, uh, drives up and, magically gets into the country and again just like serendipity after serendipity and um and i got really sick the week that he arrived and he got here and it was a no like i was like what the fuck?" you know this this makes no sense like I but it was so clear in my body that it was mm. it was just a no and and that was like very challenging to have to communicate you know given yeah. like all the circumstances that had left up right. like I sold up my to.
0: boat I left the country I traversed dimensions to get here and what
1: <laughs> yeah and it but it, it was just like what was true and it was such a fuck for me too because I'm like can I trust myself? Like what, this is like, I always have followed this, this thing that doesn't make sense. And it's always worked out, but like, what the hell, you know? And so I just, was like, okay. And and just sort of surrendered and yeah. Like didn't, didn't think I I was like, okay, well, I'm, I'm happy with my life. Like I actually, I wasn't looking for a partner. This is okay. And, um, and was still a little bit feeling the heartbreak from my most recent breakup. And then maybe fast forward like a month, I went to a um, a, a woman's circle with a few of my friends and we did um, this like um, candle sort of ceremony to invite more love into our lives. And like, I'm not a very woo-woo person. So I was kind of like, whatever, <laughs> like cool, um, but didn't take it that seriously. And, um, and then, On the drive home from that circle, um, one of my friends said something to me that just like opened everything up. Because before this, I was like, I don't, I can't manifest a partner because I don't even know what I want. You know, like I was so just like murky around that. I I had no clarity around what I wanted. And she said, because she was also grieving a relationship ending, and she said, you know, I'm just so proud of how close that was to exactly what I want. And that just gave me so much permission, like, yes, I've had all these really beautiful relationships and these, like, really wonderful men. And so much of what I do want is actually what I've already experienced, but kind of, like, all together and with a few other pieces. <laughs> and so, um, yeah, I think it was the next day or the day after I wrote the poem that I read at the beginning here. And it just, like, yeah, it just came through and... um I think there's just like something so potent, like the power of poetry to to manifest things in your life because it's just kind of like acts as a different part of you, and you have to go like really into the heart of the desire and describe it in a different way than just like I want a man that makes me feel happy. You know,
0: it's like really so like. Care like a melding of the conscious and the unconscious. Like it's a way to bypass some of the conscious mind and pull from mm-hmm. the unconscious and mix them together. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, And
1: like, you're really like getting into the frequency of, I think, of what right. the thing is. And, and while you're writing it, you're so in the energy of like what that would feel like, yeah. you know, in your body that like, that is just such so powerful i think when it comes to to manifestation yes
0: yeah the key
1: yeah and and honestly like i i didn't think that much of it you know like i I wrote this poem and i was kind of like well you know maybe in a few years and this is i was like i'm i I wrote a poem about an archetype you know like so maybe in a few more lifetimes or something (laughs) and and then i shared it on my instagram the next day and i think there's something even more potent about that because now thousands of women right. had read that poem and had felt that feeling in their own bodies and yeah. had like projected out there for me as well and and then yeah I just like went on with my week and on the Wednesday I had um an interview for this uh project called Confessions of a Nourished Woman with my friend Katya Nova and after we finished the interview we were just like catching up because the last time we had connected I was like heartbroken you know and um and she was telling me all about her bumble dates and like how fun they've been and I was like okay like I'm not about to meet my partner but some good loving would be great right now you know and so I and I was so against dating ass before this but I was just I was like I need to whatever like this this discomfort that I feel around it is is good to go into it'll be like a hilarious uh experiment anyway. so I I got on Bumble and like she was kind of like Freya you, you know you should probably tone it down a little bit like you're a bit intense so you should maybe tone it down <laughs> nice <one> to you. <laughs> a little so I went on Bumble and I kind of like you know sort of like was half half-assed my profile like
0: um I mean the picture woman. is <laughs> I'm a sedate woman are you interested <laughs> no, it wasn't necessarily Well, exactly. Exactly.
1: So and and I all the, the photos are really like an expression of who it was, but the the bio wasn't. And I think it was part of too like I wasn't really clear, was I on there to find my right. partner, was I on there just to like have a good time? Like it, it was yeah. and that, that was kind of the the wateriness that was the profile. And it was so funny to me because like Bumble tells you what your um like what your most like liked photos or whatever and it's the one of me like milking a cow like totally <laughs> it. it was just so funny that that was <laughs> the one that like kept coming up and uh yeah so I was like you know messaging with with some men and it, in like very Freya fashion I, I it turned very quickly into like a consciousness raising activity because I was like asking the men if they were vaccinated because that was like my first question right and right. um uh, and when they were like, "Well, why do you care about that?" I I have this poem called Booster Balls, which is like a very spicy poem about my my sort of opinion about all this. And I would like send it to them, and was like, because they just had no idea. They're like, "Well, yeah, I'm vaccinated. Like, why do you care?" And then I was like, "My fertility," and they're like, "What do you mean?" And so it was just it turned into this like hilarious thing where I wasn't like, going to go on a date with anyone. The any litmus men, but... test, like yeah.
0: the clear yeah, litmus it really test, was... yeah.
1: And so then, and I was like you get you get sucked into this vortex of swiping i was like i fucking hate this like i'm doing one week and i'm i'm out of here and um then on on friday morning i wrote this poem that i call like the, the sex poem anyways it's this it's a really really fun poem about sex and um and i shared that on instagram and i and i shared that i had joined bumble and some women were like we really like tinder like it's way more like gritty in there so i was like okay like fuck it i'm i'm already doing this i'll get on tinder too and so I was like, noon and I got on Tinder and I, and I was just like, I'm not, like I'm going all in. So I <laughs> my profile was like kind of intimidating. It, I think I said like, I'm your dream apocalypse partner, like, uh, you know, organic livestock farmer, traditional birth attendant, some mother stuff. And then I said, um, unvaxxed men only, no booster balls. Um, Freya is the goddess of love, fertility and sex and war, I think. Uh, I'm not for the faint of heart.
0: That's what I That's said amazing. in my dating promo. <laughs> wow. Do you have a photo of that? I'd like- I do. Yes, like, I do. Can you give I'm it sure. to me? I want to see it and post it as part of this interview.
1: Yeah. And I just like, it, it just like came through. Like this is this is what has to be. And then at like, and this is maybe like noon and, and at 3 p.m., uh, you know, I, I'd done some swiping and I got a message from Matthew and his message was, Um, you seem like a total badass, I'm all in, when can I meet you? And I just remember like getting the message and like, I didn't know even which profile it was like attached to, but I just had like such a grin on my face because just like the energy of that message, I was like, this is what I'm fucking, this is, this is what I'm here for, like the all yes, like the unwavering yes, you know, because like I, in my past relationships, I was, and when they ended, I was like, don't you guys like, do you have any idea what you're like walking away from right now you know hey. and it's the same like, i see that with my friends too and like men are you know being like wishy-washy around them like do you see how fucking cool they are like this is she's not an average woman like what are you doing and so he sent me this message and i responded being like i am like it's true i i am a badass and like whenever you want to come to salmon arm which is where i was living at the time and i had set my radius like really uh, wide so i had no idea where he lived and he was like, "Yeah, I'm 40 minutes away. Like, what are you doing tonight?" <laughs> <laughs> I was like, "Um, okay, I'm free, I guess." And um, and so he he ended up driving into town. I like remember, like sitting in my in my house at the time, just kind of waiting. And I I'd, I'd never. Being on a tinder date before and it was during COVID so there was like nowhere like there was one place right. in town we could go out and I was like everybody there knows me and I I'm not bringing my like first tinder date out so <laughs> I was like okay yeah, as long as you promise <laughs> yeah as long as you promise to not like shank me or rob me you can come to my house and he was like I promise and, uh, and um so he shows up and it's funny because back in that week during, in November, a friend of mine had actually set me up on a blind date. And before, and he also came over for dinner. And before he came over, like, I kept having this vision in my head of, like, what he would look like. And it totally wasn't him, like, when this man came for dinner in November. And then I, like, opened the door to Matthew and I'm, like, it it was totally this, (laughs) like, the eyes and, like, that I was seeing back then. So I, like, opened the door and just we have like the funnest night you know we just we're like laughing like for two hours straight it was just so fun and like everything was aligned and it was like so easeful but also very electric and it was just it was so much fun um and yeah. So that night ended, I was like tired. I had to go to bed and I texted my best friend and was like, I want to marry him and have all of his babies. like, I, <laughs> I'm, like that's, that's completely how I felt afterwards and like totally, you know, couldn't sleep that night kind of, kind of feelings. And, um, I invited him out the next night to the one place in town that we can go out. They were having like live music and it was a really big event. And, um, and it was funny because like literally all of my friends were going to be there. Cause it's the only place in town that we could go. My dad was coming in from out of <laughs> town because in the town that he was living in, there was nowhere to go for unvaccinated people. So he would sometimes drive in to like have live music and go out for dinner. And also my most recent ex was there as well. So Matthew just got like fucking thrown in on our second date to like all these people in my life and yeah. just like handled it with such grace. And he's just like, this like beaming ray of joy and it was like it was just such a fun night and um yeah so again he he went home because he'd like brought a friend and so nothing happened and i went home and then the next morning i just like got up and and oh this is the other piece of story is that he was leaving town on the sunday so if i hadn't joined tinder on the friday we wouldn't have met because he was moving away oh wow so it was just like, everything was so perfect. And I was like, fuck this, like I'm driving out there. So I drove out and um, and we like walked around the farm for like quite a few hours. I'm like, a, I'm very skilled at avoiding first kisses. So it was like, we just talked and talked and talked until there was like nothing to do. Like we had to kiss <laughs> and um, we did. And it was just like, it was so sweet. And so like, I've never felt, that kind of electricity that's also met with like so much love, you know, at the same time. And we had to kept keep like pulling away and just like laughing and just being like, what is this? This is so wild and so like unanticipated. Um and yeah, it was and I also I read him that poem after we kissed. I was like, I, I have to read you this poem. Because like getting to know him, he is, he is every Single line of that poem, like exactly that, and just it's it's so bizarre. And so, um, yeah, he was he was leaving town that night, and I had to go to a thing in the afternoon, so we didn't have that much time together. And um, uh, he was making a pit stop at, his, at at his cousin's house, that was like a few hours away. So I went back home, and then I voice messaged him that, that night, being like, I I like need to see you again. To make sure that you're not an apparition like we had already we had planned to meet but it was a few weeks out because he was going home mm-hmm. um i was like i i need to see you like could i book an airbnb tomorrow night like where you're staying right now um and i remember he, i remember what he responded because he he said um i would be elated for you to do that and again i was just like that's what i wanted i wanted just like the immediate yes yeah.
0: and so no game yeah, playing, we, no, it's cool no. for me to wait to respond to your text and
1: oh, all man. the
0: typical advice even and norms that are part of, quote, modern dating life.
1: Exactly, and there was just none of that. He was just like all in. And, and that, like, I'm not even sure I can articulate how much that has just like allowed my nervous system to just relax, you know? Like the fact that he could just meet me in that way and have like, just be unwavering and to be completely unafraid of me, you know? Like I'm, I'm a big woman, so like it takes a lot, I think to be able to meet that. Yeah. And um, yeah, oh, it was just, it was so good. And so then I got up in the morning and I booked this like beautiful Airbnb. And then I kind of, I, I was actually moving out of my housing at that point and back into my van that day. And I remember I saw like 11-11, one one one, like two twenty two three, like every every single like number as I was driving out there, and we had dinner with his cousin, which was like so fun. And there was something really sweet about that, like getting to see him around someone who he'd grown up with, you know, and and just seeing like how fun and how like what a good person he was, and to you know give him a little bit of past for me to orient around. And then yeah, we drove out to the to the airbnb and just like it was like a rainstorm and it was dark and the the woman who like uh hosted the airbnb was like standing outside just this beautiful like glorious blonde like curly hair and was just like standing there waiting for us and it was just like it was perfect you know like all the just sheepskins and the record player and the beautiful view and it was just it was exactly like the place to be for our first night together and um and yeah. And so we it was it was just like such a funny first night because, you know, we were like started kissing and making out again. And I had to just keep stopping. I was like, I this is I've never felt this kind of like energy in my body before. It was so much to hold that I pretty early on had to be like, I can't have sex with you tonight. Like I we cannot do that. This is too much. And um, so that was like good to just just get out of the way. And then it was it's funny because, you know, you, you speak about like, um you know, keeping the the glass clear. Mm. And I think for, for, for those first few hours, there was a lot of stuff on the glass, but it wasn't bad things. It was just like, that we both already knew that like we were, that like this was it and that we were going to like spend our lives together. Like it was just so clear but it's kind of a insane thing to say to somebody on your like fourth right. date. Right. And so right. we were both like, it took us a little while to just be like, are you feeling the way that I like, you know, right. it- to really, to really like reveal that to each other. And so then, yeah, we spent the night together and I think we got, um, maybe a couple hours of sleep. And then I just had this like inspiration at like three in the morning to do, um, this little like ceremony together because I had actually gone and grab gone to the store my friend had got some candles that we had done that original circle with and I'd bought two more of them and um and Matthew was like so down to do this so we we like we like put on music and lit both the candles and I read him um the poem again from the beginning and then two other poems that I had written that I like realized afterwards were about him and um we both just like very spontaneously, like, you know, just spoke our intentions for our relationship and like, and like a blessing and um, just kind of like sat there until, until the candles had burned out. And then I think, um, and it was kind of on a piece of paper. So there was like wax left on it. And then we slept for a few hours and then we got up at dawn. Oh, one thing I remember was like, the, when, I, when I read him the poem, the line that's like, um, "And I'll never have to ask if you love me," it was like 4:44, I think, right when I when I read that line. And anyway, so we we got up at dawn and we we hiked up the mountain behind the place we were staying and like dug a hole and buried this piece of paper and I think we like said something maybe then. And like walked away, and it was like it was this very funny feeling of like I think I think we just got married somehow, <laughs> like, you know? And I, think, I think we just like had this beautiful ceremony. Like I could never picture this, you know, three days before, but here we are. And uh, so then he left, and he left to Vancouver, which was like five hours away, and I and I had to stay for the week. Um, and that whole week was like such so many bizarre things happened like I was in a cafe writing him a poem and I overheard these women talking about Freya the goddess Freya and I'm like what the fuck so I go over there it's these two it's these two older women and, and they were like best friends and they have coffee every day they're telling me but one of them who was like clearing out her stuff and she had this pendant of the goddess Freya and she um had decided today that it was like she was going to give it to her friend <laughs> and I was like Okay, this is ridiculous. So absurd, um, so cool. And then right after that, I was like, I need to integrate how wild this is. And so I I went to see a friend of mine, um, who does um, a form of body work called Bowen therapy. And I have had like chronic right side tension for my whole life, and it, it used to be like really quite excruciating and like interfere with my life. And I've done a lot of work, but I've never been able to release that tension. And I do like kind of self massage, like every single day. So I'm really, really familiar with how my tissue, <laughs> like how my body feels. And I did this session and, um, and she worked on my scar, which is kind of part of it. And, and a lot of you, like so many different practitioners have worked on it. And so I was like, whatever, like, it's not, it's uh, this is just a regular session. And then the next morning I like woke up and was doing my my normal body work like or self-massage practice and I was like what the fuck like my right side tension had just gone like it was gone there was it was nowhere that I'd had for years and years and like so many people had told me like oh it's too much it's your masculine side like you're you're too masculine dominant you know Right. it just was like gone. Like what? This is so crazy. And uh another thing that we discovered that week is so back in November when I was like having this, this feeling like that he's here, whoever my partner is, and the day that I wrote that little poem, the Saturday, is the day that he moved to Salmon Arm, like it's the day that he moved to where uh, we were living, and so there was just like so many crazy things happened, and yeah, and, and, and so much more, I'll just maybe share kind of one little piece to top it off is we went, I, I then went to Vancouver, um, on like four or five days later. Um, and it was like such a being thrown right in, you know, like the first day I was there, I met all his family, like his, they were having a family dinner and I just like met everybody. And, um, it was really, really sweet. And we've had so many funny, um, like birds interactions like dating Matthew is kind of like being followed around by eagles like we were coming out of downtown Vancouver in my like you know big Ford Econoline van and I'm driving and I was like look over and there's just this like bald eagle flying at window height beside Matthew for like a solid like three or four seconds and then just like landing on the side of the road in like downtown Vancouver it was just so crazy and um yeah, then, then a couple of days later, we were um, at the beach, and was we having a beautiful time, and I remember, like, kind of getting overwhelmed by, like, how epic this was. I was like, I can't, I don't know if I can hold this, and so I, I like, went and kind of, like, sat by myself, and was just, like, I need help, <laughs> like, I need to know that I'm supported in this, and then it and I came and sat back down with Matthew, and like right away, another this eagle just like flew right over us and circled right around us. And I was like, okay, fine. And then he asked me to marry him, like, I don't know, 10 minutes later or something. And um, and I, I said yes. And and um yeah, so much has happened since then. I, we're maybe like three and a half months into our relationship and we're getting married. Um in two months i think now and it's just like so i could never have imagined like how how magical (laughs) and how good and just like how easeful it all feels you know and also how kind of like out of my control like it's it's definitely not, I d- never wanted to get married. <laughs> I'm like, you know, I'm a very responsible person who'd be like, I would wait multiple years to like, know right. for sure. Right. But, but it was just like, so obvious that this is what's meant to happen. And, um, you know, and, and like the, the, the date of the wedding, I knew like immediately. And like, I, 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 I hate shopping and I was like looking for a wedding dress. I, t- I was telling Matthew, I'm like, I just want to walk into this, into a store and have a dress, just like have a tag on it that says Freya's wedding dress. And, um, and I, the day that I went shopping, trying to find a dress, it was the first one I tried on. And I was like, yeah, this is definitely the dress. It's just like, things like this just keep happening. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Kind of in, in short, that's, that's the story of the, of the poem that I had no idea was like actually precisely about. Matthew. Yeah.
0: Ah, And that created this creative, um, you know, when we talk about this art of manifesting, it's like generating Mm -hmm. a mold, you know, like you'd have a cake mold, right. And you, you put it together with your imagination and then the universe fills it. And I love that your poem was this mold, like extracted from Mm -hmm. your unconscious, from your higher self and all of you and put together and evoked this person. You know, drew them to you it's such an epic story yeah yeah it still feels
1: <laughs> quite insane and a lot to to open to and I and I think that that's so much of like the work you know when I started uh your your work you know it was like two years ago I took well-fucked woman and I was like in the end of a six year relationship that had gone stale and like trying to find the courage to leave it. And, you know, my vagina was like dead, (laughs) you know, like it was like totally shut off. And I had no ability to open. Like I was very rigid, you know? And I think that doing all of this work and like having my pussy like actually come back to life and learn how to like soften in my body and open, and like this reception, like that that was so much a part of it too, of what actually I think like created this this whole situation where I actually was like at a place where I could hold this much beauty, you know like i I could not have have been in a position to to meet this two and a half years ago or two years ago when I took the the program mm-hmm.
0: How would you say that your evolution as a poet, an artist, a woman, and your sexual energy impacted, like, what was the relationship between that and your sexual expression? And as that became more enlivened, what result did you see in your creativity?
1: Mm. Hmm. I think they're directly related in so many in so many ways, and I, the piece that I think feels like most present to share right now is that, like, what it mm, takes, you know, to have a really intimate, alive, healing sexual relationship, at least from what I've experienced, is, like, so much bearing of yourself, you know, like, so much of just, like, being fully seen you know and and um being able to communicate really with a lot of clarity and um and so i think like having so much practice um being really seen <laughs> in and like having no no constriction, you know, it, like insects and just being like as loud as I want and ejaculating as much as I do. And just like, you know, being like just so free there. It just gave me, I think like a, a blueprint almost for then when it came to, you know, being out in the world and, and sharing my my poetry and my art and like a trust in that and a trust in myself and like a real ability to to hold myself so that I can like be out and receive, you know, all of the craziness that you do when you're online. Um, And that, yeah, like as I, as my body came back to life, you know, and uh, as I, like the more, the more that I have these amazing sexual experiences, the more that I, that I never thought were possible, you know, for me ever, the more that I just like, and, and then I get surprised all the time. I think in sex, like, I'm like, whoa, like I can, I can have that too. You know, like, and I think it's the same with my art. It's like, whoa, all of a sudden I like can write poetry out of nowhere. Like I never read poetry. I've never studied, studied poetry. Like it just happens. And um, it's, yeah, it's so, it's so like intricately, woven for me like it's 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 so directly directly tied I think and I just like know know that the more that I am like it's funny because people you know people often ask me like can you teach a poetry workshop like can you I'm like I I don't know what I would tell you to do except for like touch your body and like go have some good sex, you know? Like, cause I, I don't, I I know nothing about like poetry structure or any of these things. It just sort of happened. Um, and I think it's because of my focus and practice and like devotion to, to my body and to like f- coming back alive again, you know? Um,
0: yeah. And then that happened in a short period of time, Mm -hmm. like from when you ended that relationship. Because I think I've talked to you before and you said that Mm -hmm. part of when you either in leaving that relationship or when you came out of it, you did the Well-Fucked Woman Salon. And so, and then, you know, all this stuff that you'd been shrouded under and you said like a kind of a dead relationship, like feeling Mm -hmm. that and then emerging out of this chrysalis, like that's a lot of progress in a very short period of time.
1: Yeah, if if I like, I've just been reflecting today, you know, knowing we were going to do this, like I, I remember listening to your podcast, you know, for the first time two years ago and, and it just speaking to something to me that I couldn't avoid, you know, (laughs) even though I, I so much, so much of it like went against a lot of what I sort of believed at the time. And I remember like listening to the women share on your podcast and just feeling like, I fucking want that, you know? And just like I'm I I'm not settling for this. Like I can't. I I refuse. Like I am going to do what it takes to experience that, you know? And and it really gave me like I didn't have an Instagram page at the time. I wasn't like, you know, none of none of this. And it just it gave me the courage hearing these other women's stories to just know like it is possible for me and it's just about doing the work. And then, yeah, like it it just kind of <laughs> all unfolded so beautifully from then. And like, th- the truth is like, I'm not crazy diligent, you know it's not like I like do the JDAG every single day or, and I did for the first months I was like really diligent. Um, but then as I had, a, you know, a new partners in between like then my practice became a lot more with them. Yeah. Um, and there were places where I was super resistant, you know um, I remember like, uh, in, before meeting Matthew when I was kind of in that in-between time, I was like, I was not self-pleasuring. And I kept thinking, I'm like, as soon as I start self-pleasuring, I'm going to meet someone. Cause it had happened to me all these other times. Like after I'd broken up my long-term relationship, all of a sudden I was just like, you know, meeting these
0: beautiful men and. And uh, so self pleasure, you'd rub that energy up, and that would go love. out there as this frequency into the world, and then they'd respond and come to you.
1: Yeah, and I think like it started to like clear all these blocks that I had, you know, right. like it's me doing that practice, just like you know, every time that I like just ejaculate across the room, like it's just like, it's just clearing it all out, you know, yeah. like that's kind of how, how I imagine it. And, um, and I also want to say too, like, I'm, I'm still, I still feel so at the beginning, like I actually haven't had a cervical orgasm, you know, like I haven't had a lot of what, like what I know is possible. And so it's not like, that's still all coming, you know? And I, and at the beginning, I was really like, I'm, I'm, I'm here for the cervical orgasm, you know? <laughs> I'm going to experience that. And like, now I, and I, like, I know it's going to happen, but I have, like, I don't care. Like, I have so much fun. And like, I've never had like such beautiful sex, you know? And it, it feels so um, kind of different than what I imagined it to be. Like, it's so, um, feels so wholesome, you know, like I just like, have these beautiful experiences with Matthew and I'm just like we're both just like grinning at each other, you know, like it's just so sweet and so um like it's 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 new for me I think to feel like you know so kind of intellectually in line with someone which I'm used to, but then have my heart open and my pussy open like all at the same time and like the kind of sex you can have from that place is so different. Has such a different feeling to it.
0: What would you yes. describe that as? And what does it do for you in the world?
1: Oh, oh my gosh, it's just so pure. Like it's the word that keeps coming up is wholesome. Like well,
0: whole, like just, all of you. You just
1: said, yeah. right? Like
0: intellect, yeah. heart, and pussy. Whole.
1: Yeah. Yeah, and just like the joy, and like you know, giggling, and and crying, and just like you know, it's all um, it's all there. And, and, and I think that that piece has really come in with Matthew because like, he's here, like there's, there is no question. And like his, he is unwavering (laughs) in his like love for me and support for me. And, um, and I, like my body has like changed in response to that. Like, I really have felt like, especially in my pussy, just like a complete, I don't know, just undoing of all this tension. And I'm, I just feel like I have a new body almost like in a lot of ways. And I've had like really funny things. Like I have had my left um, nipple has been like mildly inverted like all my life. And there's always felt like there was kind of this like um, scar tissue or something like adhesion. And that's just like disappeared. Like just gone. And it's like all these just like very funny totally unexpected, um, unexpected things. And yeah, I think for me, it's a lot of, it also is just like, it keeps getting better because we were just talking about this too, actually, after we made love this morning, like how much more I can, we can both hold now in terms of pleasure and love and intimacy. Like it just, it keeps getting bigger because we're getting like practiced at holding like wider and more open. And, um, yeah, I feel like I'm, <laughs> I have my like current like is Okay. I'm I'm about to get married and all these people are coming <laughs> and I'm like kind of so terrified and, and so moved because it's, it's in Vancouver where his family is. So my thought was like, oh, it'll just be like, um, his family, and, like my mom, cause no one's going to drive that far. And all these people from my life are, are coming. Wow. And I'm like, oh my God, I've got to like, I've really got to practice being open to receive like all of that love and witnessing. And um, yeah, I I feel like somehow on the other side of that experience, I'm just (laughs) gonna be like all these like kind of last lingering shreds of the like restriction and the shutdown and the story that I had that I was just like, you know, a very kind of, rigid you know unemotional contained person like that's just like disappearing you know for
0: forever after that yeah that's amazing and i love hearing especially the stuff that registers in the body because i think it's such Mm -hmm. a tangible example Mm -hmm. like we can talk about and you have all these other changes and reverberations that happen in your life but when we have that magical mix of deep gourmet sex like heart Mm -hmm. soul vagina mind psycho-spiritual connection that It moves everything and the effortlessness with which it creates change in our life is stupendous, right? Like where your body, the way you describe that, you'd be having a new body. And I watch people do that even like sculpt, they sculpt new bodies. Like they don't do anything different with their diet or their exercise, but their body gets all chiseled and sculpty because it's like the person they are is now fully inhabiting in that body you know and the body changes to accommodate that to be more of who they are and the things that were blockages or you know stuck energy someplace they just get flung out as well expelled Yeah. yeah
1: and i can't like i don't think i can express how sweet it is to feel like this at home in your body you know, like after I spent so many years, you know, like I had an eating disorder and was like completely shut off from my body and was like, I never need to have sex ever again, like, you know, like at that kind of level, and to now just be like, whoa, like this is, and it's in this is possible, and like it's the thing I feel most actually proud of, and it's like this thing that nobody else sees, you know, it's like only it's me who feels this, but it's like the the kind of like everyday devotion and showing up for myself to, to release all this stuff and to feel so like soft and just landed in my body. Um, and I just like, I just know that it's gonna, that I'm like only at the surface too, is kind of how I feel, which is so exciting of like, there's just kind of doesn't end, you know, it's just this beautiful um,
0: forever practice. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love it. Well, is there anything else that you want to add to all of that? Hmm.
1: Uh, What do I want to say? Mm. I think just like, you know, follow that, that yes, you know, like there is no price I feel like I could put on how I feel (laughs) now in my body, you know, like it was worth, so worth it. To say to like trust that like part of me that knew what you were saying was true even though I had no experience of it in, in my own body and I just like followed that yes and then I followed another yes and another yes and like sometimes it doesn't make sense you know like that whole you know thing that happened with this other man over Christmas was like almost this little like side quest on the journey you know that I thought was going to be the thing and then it wasn't but if that hadn't have happened I wouldn't have right had unveiled all these other blockages and so it's just like just to keep on trusting the thing that doesn't really make a lot of sense a lot of times, you know. And and I said it I think on the last podcast, and it's like, it's so possible for you, all of this, because I I was the woman who was listening to this podcast and being like, Oh my god, you know, <laughs> those women sound amazing. <laughs>
0: I want to be an all star. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Totally. Totally. That's beautiful. Well, I, yeah, I'm so honored for you to have shared your story and evolution and your poetry is just stunning. I hope you publish a book and people can enjoy it
1: Mm, even more. Thank you, Kim. it feels so full circle to